needs not is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another mountain. enough to climb there are oceans and rivers enough to cross enough to last till the end of time what the world needs now is love sweet love yes it's the only thing that there's just to Welcome to our Sunday streaming service. Our broadcast is available to you every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Time. And you can also view these in the archives on our website, Unity Minneapolis. We have a variety of opportunities available for you at home this week, and these are through Zoom, usually. Take a deeper dive into today's lesson on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., I will be leading that discussion on Zoom, and you're all invited to participate in that. Also, this Tuesday is the men's group, and that is 6.30 on Tuesday. We'll be live streaming another At Five on Friday concert on Facebook Live, as well as our website this week. We've got Lori Dawkin and Patty Peterson as our guests, so we look forward to that. And then join us after this service at 10.45 a.m. for our Zoom coffee hour. Watch for the login details at the end of this service. They will pop up on your screen. And today that's going to be hosted by Reverend Jeanette and myself. So learn more about all of these events um, and activities on the church website, Facebook page, the Peak at the Week email newsletter, 
or you can contact the church office through email or voicemail as well in order to get all those details. So again, welcome. And we will now turn to Reverend Tony for our opening prayer. Good morning and join me now as we step into a prayer consciousness. We do so joining our fellow Unity Ministries around the world as we affirm this prayer. We know that God is love that has no end and power that knows no bounds. God's healing power of divine life is restoring, healing, and revitalizing our world in this very moment. We let go of any fear or anxiety, and we affirm that all are safe, healthy, and protected. We bless all those who support us in maintaining vibrant, radiant health. We express divine life in all that we think, say, and do. We bless our global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. We give thanks for this community. And we give thanks on this Sunday of Memorial Day weekend for all of those who have given their lives in service of this country. We hold them in our memory and in our hearts. And today we hold their families in our hearts and in our prayers as they remember. We give thanks for this community. We give thanks for all the blessings and the joys that are ours. We rest in the knowledge that Spirit is within us and around us and holds us, protects us, and guides us. We rest in that knowing today as we celebrate, we sing, and we give joy. We do all of this, we say all of this and speak all of this from our hearts and through the power of the Christ that lives within us. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen.
guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Good morning and welcome to Unity Minneapolis on this beautiful morning. This beautiful morning. Um, we're glad you're here with us coming in from wherever you are. Um, virtual is such an amazing thing and we are so glad you've chosen to join us this morning. This is an amazing community. It's a loving community, it's a welcoming community, it's an inclusive community. Um, and we are really glad that you felt the, the joy of joining us this morning. I want to call out this morning a special group of our community. Um, there are special service angels. And when all this started uh, back a while ago, a number of people stepped up to say, I'm here if someone needs a special assistance. Um, if maybe um, they were part of the, that age group or that group that uh, needed to just be a little bit more cautious. They stepped up and said, we'll be glad to run an errand or pick up a drug prescription or make sure you get to an appointment or maybe just be on the other end of the phone if you just needed to say hi. Um, it's there. These people are there for us. And if you need that, if you feel the call for just a little special then reach out, call your neighbor, call here at the church, and we'll be glad to connect you with a special service angel. There's a lot going on here. This is an amazing, active community. The building may be closed, but boy, this place is rocking. So if you want to find something to touch your heart, check our website, check our Facebook page, 
Find that which resonates with you. Jim has given you the announcements. There's a lot going on. And remember, always, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are always welcome here at Unity Minnesota, Minneapolis. And now, Reverend Jeanette is going to read us the daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayer to our prayer box or submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with with our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded on to, our sil to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for another 30 days. And the word for today is let go and let God. And we affirm, I let go and trust the divine in me. When faced with a decision to, to make do my thoughts, do they really turn immediately to divine guidance? Or... Do I seek God's help only when all else fails? Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore wrote, the, wrote that God said, God loves to be used. And the more you use him, the more easily you use him. And the more pleasant his help becomes. God lives in me and expresses through me. All of the attributes of God are as near as my next thought. I release my attachment to limited human reasoning. I center my mind and heart on the constant flow of divine love, wisdom, understanding, and strength. In the divine flow, I find answers to questions. New possibilities for good and emerge. I move forward with confidence. And scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him in, if you search after him with all your heart and soul. The word for today is let go and let God.
take a moment and relax. Let us take some deep, gentle breaths. Breathe in that presence that we know is spirit. And as we exhale, feel your body relaxing. In this world, everyone has made mistakes. Forgiving ourselves these mistakes allows us to open to God's love for us. Resisting forgiveness may lead us to guilt. We are always right with God. For God only sees his perfect children. God within knows no guilt. Let us bring one of Jesus's fundamental thoughts to our mind's eye. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. We humans are the only ones that need forgiveness, not God. As with all spiritual tools, we practice, practice, practice. Let us take some time in the secret place of the Most High, knowing we are already perfect. We need only remember our truth. So let us rest for a moment. Let us rest in the silence for a while. And now, as we return to this space and time, we know mistakes happen, but forgive quickly, be it yourself or others. Forgive and be free. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen.
George Mauer. Free to live, free to laugh, free to 
talent. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for sharing your talent. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Jump in here. Jump in here. Not new faces, but not the, not the typical faces. So this is George Maurer on the piano today. We have Jen Dean Forberg on the drums and our Dave Burgett on bass. I'm Rachel. <laughs> Again, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. To forgive another is to see the face of God. Let me say that again. To forgive another is to see the face of God. So let me tell you a quick story for me that illustrates that for me. Growing up in Los Angeles, California, I was surrounded by all things Hollywood all things Hollywood in, in Los Angeles, California. We, right next to us was the Sunset Strip. We had the Hollywood Boulevard right there. There were the movie studios, Warner Brothers, Columbia, Universal. They were all right there. Grumman's Chinese Theater, where you put your handprints in the cement. It was all right there. It felt like that was my backyard. It was so close and so available at that time. So, of course, some of that seeped in, and I felt like Hollywood was maybe in my veins a little bit. In fact, we would regularly bump into Hollywood movie stars just at the grocery store. It was just a normal event growing up in Los Angeles. 
So I thought, well, Hollywood is going to be part of my life, as a young kid at least. And in fact, I went on a few um, gigs, not gigs, but casting calls to try and become this new movie star. Well, that didn't quite happen as a, as a kid. I don't think I was cute enough. I wasn't precocious enough. So instead, what happened was I still had that feeling that Hollywood was there for me. I became a film buff. Movies were what I focused on. I would go to the movies, and back then it was always a double feature. It was a double feature that we went to as often as I could. I begged my parents to take me to the movies. And I studied every book I could about film history, about how to make a movie, that became my passion as a kid. So while doing research for today's talk, that creeped back into me. I googled I googled the idea of films on forgiveness. So I'm working on this talk we're talking about forgiveness, redemption. And I Google films on forgiveness. And what comes up? The Forgiven, Lady Bird shows up, Dead Man Walking. If you've seen any of these films, even the animated film Coco is a film about forgiveness. But there were only a handful of those. Literally, there was only a handful, and those were the few that I recognized. So on the other side of the coin, again, I Google, what about revenge? What about hatred? What about fear? Films on these qualities. And of course, thousands of films show up. Thousands of films show up on those qualities, on those opposite things. So apart from what Hollywood has accomplished over the years or has done in terms of revenge films instead of films on forgiveness, what do we want to take away? What is forgiveness for us? Well, at least for me, it is more about being at peace and being happier for it, being more at peace and being happier for it. So again, if there's only one thing that you take away from today's talk, to forgive another is to see the face of God. We're going to talk about three things today. We're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about redemption and how that is affected by forgiveness and we're going to ask ourselves the question, is there such a thing as unforgiveness or being unforgivable? Can you be or can a situation be unforgivable? So what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the act within ourselves that releases ourselves from the bondage that we may have created. So through those actions of fear, revenge, 
We have created bondage within our own hearts, and this forgiveness releases that. To me, that's what forgiveness really is. But what usually, what happens for us to get into that place where we do need to move through forgiveness? What do we do as humans? How do we get there? How do we get into that trouble? Eckhart Tolle talks about, and, and I'm focused on Eckhart Tolle because we have been studying his book, A New Earth, over the past few weeks, so it's fresh in my mind. And Eckhart Tolle talks about three different things. He talks about the expectation that we have for events in our lives. He talks about the judgment that we give those things. And he talks about reaction as well. That expectation that we have, what is that? That expectation is that self-talk that we have that things should be a certain way. That they should be a certain way. And then when they don't happen that certain way, we get all upset, don't we? We kind of tighten up, we get upset. Eckhart Tolle talks about the idea of non-attachment to these events. Non-attachment. In fact, he gives it a little phrase that when these things crop up, we tell ourselves, this too shall pass. This too shall pass when our expectations get the better of us. Judgment. Judgment is deciding how something is and drawing a conclusion from that. So it's jumping to a conclusion with that judgment. Eckhart Tolle would say that Non-judgment is the place that we would like to be. Non-judgment. In fact, his little phrase for that is, it is what it is. It is what it is. And we live with non-judgment that way. But how about the reaction? Do we react to things simply out of habit? Does something come up and then we react to it almost without thinking? creating that anguish, that pain, that suffering within our lives. Instead, could we, he asks, move into non-resistance? Again, it just is. Can we let that simply flow through by using that idea of non-resistance? Instead of reacting, can we respond can we create enough space within our day, within our lives? Can we create that space to where we can actually choose how we react? We can respond instead of simply reacting. Again, by creating that space, creating inner space is how he would say that we would do that. That way that we we come from, instead of fear and negativity, or ego even, we come from that place of peace. Within the Christian scriptures, Matthew 26, this is after the Last Supper, this is after Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew tells us, 
Then he returned to the disciples and he said to them, Are you still sleeping? Look, the hour has come. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Judas, of course, we know, betrays him with a kiss. The soldiers arrest Jesus. And my point with this story is, Peter pulls out a sword at that time, and he wants to fight these soldiers away. In fact, he cuts off somebody's ear in the process. Peter is reacting out of fear. Peter is reacting out of revenge. That's the mode that he's gotten caught up in. He has reacted to what he sees as a betrayal of Jesus. Peter has the expectation, the judgment, and the reaction all within a second. It just happens that quickly for him. Peter's thinking there should be no exception, or maybe he's not thinking this, but this is what happens. There should be no expectation of forgiveness in this scene that's going on right now. Forgiveness, it is unforgivable what is happening right now. So he draws his sword. Jesus said, put your sword away, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. And we've kind of translated that. Those who live by the sword die by the sword is what we've kind of translated that to mean. Those who live by the sword die by the sword. He felt justified in what he did, moving into revenge mode. But metaphysically, what does that sword mean to us? What, how can we translate that into our own lives? Metaphysically, what is that sword? Is that sword simply living with those concepts of revenge to the things that have happened in our lives, of hatred for those who have done us wrong, for the fear that it has caused and that we hang on to? Can we set aside that sword? Can we put it aside and, in essence, no longer die by the sword? Number two, we're going to talk about redemption. Redemption and forgiveness are tied together. Redemption is an act that we take in order to save ourselves from something. So we are redeemed. There is that quality of redemption from the forgiveness that we practice. That is the benefit of forgiveness itself. I suggest that the act of forgiveness saves us. That is the definition of redemption, being saved. So that act of forgiveness is what saves us, is what creates the peace in our world, is what allows us to live a happier life. It gives us some respite from that pain and suffering, from the hatred, the fear, and the revenge that crops up in our lives from time to time. Dr. Martin Luther King talked about fighting against that darkness and that hatred and that revenge. 
He reminded us that darkness cannot drive out darkness, that only light can do that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. But I'd like to take a step back, and I'd like to read more of that speech that he gave us that we don't always get to hear. He said, Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding a deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. This man had a way with words. Let me read that again. Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding a deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Hate multiplies hate. Violence multiplies violence. And toughness multiplies toughness in a descending spiral of destruction. Martin Luther King Jr., I think he would agree as well. To forgive another is to see the face of God. So we ask ourselves the question, is there such a thing as being unforgivable? Is that truly a thing? Does forgiveness require us Kind of the other side of the coin, does forgiveness require us to excuse the behavior of somebody else? Can we see that as being unforgivable or not? Do we forgive the Adolf Hitlers of the world and the Holocaust? What about the genocide that happened in Rwanda? Or the deaths of Native Americans and the Indian Wars of our United States history? Or how about something maybe even a little closer to home? Do we forgive that spouse for the abuse they cause within a marriage? I don't know. I don't have necessarily the answer to these questions. But what I feel is that no, we're not asked to forgive these actions. We're not asking them to be excused or even forgotten. But we also know that holding on to these things through hate and revenge and fear creates that poison within ourselves. Holding on to that poison and expecting that to affect somebody else is crazy talk, right? We have to do that act of forgiveness for ourselves. It's not for the Adolf Hitler or the Idi Amin. Forgiveness is actually a journey, one that takes us from that hate and revenge and moves us into peace and joy, one that leads us from that fear on one side to grace and then ultimately to freedom. That's the point where we want to get to, from fear through grace and ultimately to freedom. We want to be free of that event within our lives, 
So I believe that we're being asked to raise up, to raise up in vibration. Not to excuse the behavior of others, that holocaust, that genocide, that abuse, but to see behind those behaviors. See the real person. Seeing the divine in the situation. Seeing the Christ within both yourself and the other person. Now, of course, protect yourself if you need to. In other words, create, like, like Eckhart Tolle would be talking about, create that space to protect yourself, possibly. But don't hold on to that pain. Don't hold on to that pain in your heart for years to come. To forgive another is to see the face of God. So today we've talked about forgiveness, we've talked about redemption, we've asked ourselves the question, is there really such a thing as being, or is there really such a thing as unforgiveness, being unforgivable? And we practice those events within our lives. We practice forgiveness. We create that redemption. That's how we get to happiness within our lives. And I truly believe that. So now you know that I am a film buff. I'm looking for other films that create that feeling of that forgiveness within my life. If you've got a film on forgiveness that I haven't seen, let me know. Give me a call. Write me an email. I want to know. I want to watch it. In fact, we can talk about films if you want. I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. And remember, to forgive another is to see the face of God. Thank you. While we're getting settled up here, I just wanted to mention one more time. This was in the announcements, but I wanted to just remind you one more time that there is a concert happening on Friday. Um, it's our Friday at 5 series, and this Friday, the 29th, is going to be Lori Dawkin and Patty Peterson. So I hope that you can tune into that. I know I will because I miss both of them. I haven't seen Patty in forever, but it's going to be a really great concert, so we hope that you tune in. Whisper words of wisdom 
Hello again. We are in the fourth Sunday of the month of May, and the month of May is our consistent giving month. It is the consistent giving and the generosity of the gifts to this church that continue to bring us amazing programs, amazing lessons, and amazing activities. And so I want to thank all of you who are now consistent givers. Uh, to Unity Minneapolis, and I want to invite those of you who may not be now to consider stepping in and giving consistently. There are multiple ways that you can do that, um, and we would, uh, we would love to have you consider that. If you are a consistent giver, we'd also invite you to think now whether this might be the time to increase that gift, for it is the, the generous and loving support of our givers uh, that continue to support this amazing community. Mike and Jeannie Smith are consistent givers, and they have a message for you this morning on why it is that they've taken that route. Hello, we are Mike and Jeannie Smith here in our home in Eden Prairie. We really miss all of you. We have been members at Unity Minneapolis for about five and a half years. Many years ago, while dealing with some major family health issues, we realized our spiritual needs were no longer being met in our traditional Christian religion. We were not being spiritually fed by our church, and this was the beginning of a multi-year search. We were blessed to be divinely guided to this amazing spiritual community. And just like we've heard many of you tell us, we felt completely at home within 15 minutes of attending our first Sunday service and thoroughly connect with Unity's positive and practical teachings. We love this Unity community and enjoy volunteering on several different teams. Mike and I have been consistent givers for the last four years. We have peace of mind knowing Unity Minneapolis can depend on our consistent donations. Consistent giving is simple, secure, and it does make a difference. Donations truly enable us to fulfill our mission of transforming lives. We are living in unprecedented, challenging times. If you are already a consistent giver, thank you for your faithful support. If you do not currently participate in consistent giving, we hope you will prayerfully consider the opportunity to do so. 
how to make this happen? You can set up recurring giving on the Unity Minneapolis website by clicking on the orange donate button, or you can text give to Unity to the number 77977. We both look forward to the time when we can see all of you again in person. In the meantime, we hold our Unity community in our hearts. Stay safe and take good care, everyone. Thank you, Mike and Jeannie. How beautifully you've said that for all of us. And now I invite you all to give a gift to Unity Minneapolis. ask you to join me as we say together our offertory blessing as we bless this, these gifts and our givers. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And so it is, and amen. I want to acknowledge again our musicians. Jim, what a great lesson. Thank you. And Reverend Jeanette, what a wonderful meditation. Please know that our prayer chaplains are at this moment at home holding space for you and holding prayer consciousness. If you would have a prayer request, please go to the website, fill out that request and send it in, and, and Reverend Jeanette and Jim will make sure that um, you receive a call from one of our prayer chaplains today. I also uh, want to remind you that we do have a noon meditation. However, I believe not tomorrow, correct? Not tomorrow, but beginning again on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, we will have noon meditation, and that's on Facebook Live. So join them there. It's an amazingly beautiful time. Also, um, want to remind you of coffee hour at 1045. It's fun. It's a, it's a great time to, uh, to see each other, to just connect again. So join, join us on Zoom at 1045 today. Also, um, I want to acknowledge the fact that we miss our children. Yes, we miss the children. Um, we love them, we appreciate them, and we bless them. Um, and we look forward to um, next week when they are going to be bridging. It's a time for moving, a time for moving up. So join, join that uh, that. Check the website for the information on that. We will continue, uh, we will finish up our series on the 30 days to fearless living or 30 days to less fear living, um, as Reverend Pat likes to say. He will be presenting that next Sunday. By the way, he's at home enjoying a well-deserved day off. 
We send him our love, and we hope that he's enjoying the day. And so, let me make sure that I have covered everything. I believe I have. So, Reverend Jeanette and Jim, if you would join me, let us say together our prayer for protection, and then we will sing our peace song. So, let us say together the prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am present. Wherever we are. <laughs> Wherever we are. God is. I am divine. As all is well. Let's say that last line again. Wherever we are, God is. All is and all is swell. And now let's sing the peace song. Whew. <laughs> How many years have I said that? <laughs> now there is peace on earth and it has begun with me. Now there is peace on earth, the peace that was on Come 